Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast. I am Nelson Lau, along with my co-host, Monica Beach. Monica, it's Halloween week. What is your favorite Halloween candy? My favorite Halloween candy has to be candy corn. Candy corn. That's such a controversial topic. I will be honest with you. I like candy corn as well. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't like candy corn. Do you seriously like candy corn? I do like candy corn. I'll, I'll eat like maybe a little bit, about five to ten. All right. Yeah. Well, what do you like about it? I'm interested in this. I don't know. It's, it's just this triangle of sugar. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's all there is. And I can just pop it in. And sometimes I bite into it or sometimes I just let it melt in my mouth. And it's just literally packed full of sugar in like this one little thing that's the shape of a tooth. Oh, my gosh. Um, I love chocolate. Um, you know, I, I know you're not a chocolate lover, but pretty much any chocolate candy is tops in my book. And so I always buy tons of chocolate candy to give away and then I turn off my light so that the kids don't get all the candy and I get to eat it (laughs) (laughs) when I was a kid back in the day eons and eons ago any full-size candy bar is my favorite Halloween candy (laughs) right that's like the rich people houses where you like you go trick-or-treat at like neighborhoods that aren't yours (laughs) right right benefits of living on the east side right we would my friends and I, we would literally scope out, mark the houses, do our rounds, and then come back to those houses again that are giving full-size Kit Kat mm-hmm. bars or Twix bars. But the candy that or the chocolate, I am, I do like chocolate when it comes to Halloween trick-or-treating. And oh. I don't know if they still have this because Paydays and whatchamacallit bars, do they still have those or do I have to go to like some nostalgic candy store to buy those? They still have those. Paydays are a little bit easier to find than whatchamacallit. I kind of like paydays too, but like they have like full size peanuts on them. And I like my peanuts chopped up a little bit smaller. But whatchamacallits, I love those because they got that nice uh, rice crispy crunchies in there and a little bit of caramel and just, I don't know, everything about it. I just love it. Yeah, I love the peanuts, the caramel and the nougat. And I feel like the only place I can find whatchamacallit bars are like seedy gas stations. (laughs) 15 miles away from Seattle. <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't know it was so hard to find. Um, yeah. You know, there's just great candy shop up at Country Village in Bothell. And it's like a retro candy store. And it's in this sort of old house. And it's just, you just walk through and they have like all the old school candies you used to eat when we were kids. Is that next to the barbecue restaurant out there? In yeah. Bothell? Okay. Yeah. That's uh, Carolina Smoke, uh, one of my right. favorite barbecue restaurants also. That's right. Well, let's get into our show. We have a couple things going on. Let's as I mentioned, it is Halloween week. We're not going to cover much Halloween stuff. You guys just go on to Instagram or Facebook and check out what kind of things are available. And there's a lot of Seattle kids websites. If you have children that are doing trick-or-treating and malls or safe places, everybody stay safe out there and don't eat too much candy, but I'll live vicariously through you guys. We ha- we're going to start off with the show with a couple restaurants or food highlights. I'll start off. Monica, Swan Healthy Gourmet. You and I went there with Emerald City Eater after the soft opening of Shake Shack. Mm -hmm. And Swan Healthy Gourmet is tucked around the corner of Whole Foods and South Lake Union, as I mentioned, near Shake Shack and Moo Bar. The concretes are great at Shake Shack. But if you're looking for something a little bit lighter, if you're looking for something that's more like snow ice, you should go to this husband and wife team serving delicious bubble tea and shave ice. It is literally around the corner from that Whole Foods and South Lake Union. And you might miss it because there's no big electric sign saying Swan Healthy Gourmet. 
Just to let you know. <laughs> we first learned about the Swan Healthy Gourmet from watching an, an Instagram story from Seattle Bite. When we went there, I split a Swan Shaved Snow Ice, which is called the Pas de Deux, which essentially means two flavors. So I got a mango and honeydew fruit flavor. And Monica, you got the Tropical Breeze, which is one of the house exclusive specialty drinks. And this one is a swirl of pineapple and lychee. What did you mm -hmm. think about this place? I thought it was really adorable. And uh, even though, I mean, you're absolutely right. Even though we were looking for it, we still almost missed it. And so you <laughs> got to keep your eyes out um, on the sidewalk. They have like an A-frame sign that might be out out on the street sometimes but I think that the owners were really really sweet and really took a lot of care in trying to make a really nice comfortable spot where people can come to sit down take a load off and enjoy some some treats uh, I really like my drink anything lychee and I, and I love that you said lychee because I'm from Hawaii and I really tripped out when I moved up to the mainland and people said lychee it took me a long time to figure out what they meant I'm just like oh you mean lychee <laughs> yeah in Chinese and Cantonese we call it lychee so that's how I that's that's how I would pronounce. Yeah, I thought the I thought the shave ice was really nice and soft in texture. The texture is something that reminds me when I was in China when I ordered shaved ice there. So I kind of mm -hmm. liked it there, and it kind of reminded me a little bit of that. And the honeydew and mango were nice flavors because I do like the fruit flavors. I'd, I think I'd come back and get one of those specialty exclusive drinks or mm -hmm. try out another flavor of their sh shave ice as well. They also uh, served us some samples when we were in there of some peach oolong tea. And I really loved it because it was nice and strong, which is how I like my tea. Um, I know not everybody likes that. And so that might not be your thing. But for me, I really enjoyed it. I like it too because they actually brew real tea instead of making it very, very sweet, like a juice type of tea. Mm -hmm. So Monica, what, what other restaurant do you have in store for us? Well, I'm going to talk about Feed Company Burgers in the Central District today. Um, you and I were both invited over to try out some, some of their menu. I actually went on a Sunday afternoon, so I got to try some of their brunch food. And I got to try, let's see, two different burgers and some breakfast potatoes. So I tried the Arriva El Sol burger, and that's a mix of scrambled eggs, roasted peppers, goat cheese, basil, bacon, and arugula, and that's in a brioche roll. Generally, I'm not a fan of brioche because it gets soggy when I'm eating it, usually depending on what's in it. But with this dish, uh, that wasn't the case. So it really held up, which was really important to me. And I just, I love goat cheese. And I think goat cheese goes really well with bolder flavors. It's a nice contrast. And so I, I really enjoyed that burger. Unlike you, I do like brioche burgers because... Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit foo-foo like that. So <laughs> <laughs> if you go to John Howie Steakhouse, there is a steakhouse burger at the bar, which is used a brioche bun. I don't know if it's from Macrina or if they make it in-house. I believe they make it in-house. But back to Feedco, I did enjoy it. I was able to go with a couple of our foodie friends. <laughs> Nelson likes almost... to claim all of our friends, you guys. <laughs> They're my friends. They're not their... your friends. <laughs> right. TSP Yellow Seattle, Bradley House, Emerald City Eater, and Life of Jess. We all had a great time taking a bunch of pictures. And I have to say, you got the brunch menu and we went later for dinner. So we got the regular menu. I just have to say their burgers are really good. Their classic mm -hmm. Fico burger is really well is really well done. I got the blue burger, which is their blue cheeseburger. For dessert, they also teamed up with Hello Robin Cookies and Molly Moon Ice Cream. So they did a Molly Moon Ice Cream Cookie Sandwich that we wow. got to try out as well. And that's exclusive to the Feedco Central location. Mm -hmm. 
And I was super bummed because I missed that by just a couple of days. Had I known that was going to happen, I would have held out a little bit longer. Yeah, they were so good. I mean, such a good combination. Molly Moons and Hello Robin are so popular in Seattle. And I think that collaboration is really great. Uh, what is going on with Seattle food events and openings this week? Well, we have a couple of things. After the Halloween holiday on Wednesday, there are a couple of things I want to tell you guys about because everything goes back to normal and rabbit rabbit. It's a new month and November is coming up. So the first thing is this new place in Bellevue in the Soma Towers out in Bellevue, Xiao Chi Jie, which is X-I-A-O-C-H-I-J-I-E. And they're doing a soft opening Monday through Wednesday from 1029 to October 31st from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. And Xiao Chi Jie is a fast, casual Chinese restaurant that just opened in Bellevue, the Soma Towers, as I mentioned. Mm -hmm. The complex in Bellevue is home of Fog Rose, Just Poke, the wine bar Sepe and La Parisian, and it's all in that same apartment complex area. Mm. So according to the website, Xiao Chi Jie quite literally translates in Chinese to street food avenue. So they're serving cheap Chinese street food. Right now, because they're doing a soft opening, it's limited to two items as they're serving up the Sheng Jian Bao, which are pork buns that are doughier than your popular Xiaolong Bao that counterparts that you'll see at Dozone or Din Tai Fung. But these buns are pan fried and then steamed in a flat pan, whereas the Xiaolong Bao are steamed uh, mm -hmm. altogether. They come in two choices. There's classic juicy pork and shrimp and pork. In addition, they're also serving up jianbing, which are savory Chinese wraps similar to crepe. So this is a popular Chinese street breakfast item, which is typically made from mung bean wrapper and filled with savory items laid with eggs, cilantro, scallions, wonton crackers, etc. So according to their menu, Monica, you can choose from four different flavors, classic ginger, scallion chicken, spicy sliced beef, and red braised pork belly. These jianbing savory crepes are, remind me of when I was in Taiwan, and they literally had these cheap street carts in breakfast before we start off the day touring around Taiwan and Taipei. For like a dollar, they would make these huge crepes, and oh you just eat them on your way to like the next breakfast spot location. I mean, they're mm -hmm. only a dollar and they're very cheap. I'm kind of excited to try these out at the Xiao Chi Jie in Bellevue. Yeah, I've seen some pictures from other people on my feed, my Instagram feed, and it looks delicious. And, and honestly, like all the businesses that you're naming in that complex, I mean, just I feel like I'm constantly hearing about new businesses opening up in Bellevue now. And so really it's buzzing and like just the businesses in that complex alone are names that I'm familiar with. And so I don't know, I might turn into an East Sider yet. Yeah, you got to head over to the East Side. There are a lot of people that work for Expedia and a lot of tech companies like Amazon as well as Microsoft. They're residing in Bellevue. A lot of places are coming across the bridge from Seattle, making homes out in Bellevue in the East Side area. I think it's a big, diverse boom that's coming on strong. Monica, what do you got for food happenings? Food happenings. Uh, Rachel's ginger beer. Uh, I'm a huge fan. Rachel's ginger beer. Uh, are you? Yes. I'm a big Rachel's ginger beer fan. What's your favorite flavor? I just went and had a seasonal flavor, which was, I believe, blackberry. or And then there was also a, the, a vanilla passion fruit, which is a staple too, as well as also one of my favorites. Yum, yum. One of my favorites is blood orange. But in addition, 
to just getting great ginger beer at some of the locations, you can also get food at some of them. And mm -hmm. so specifically, we're going to be talking about the Capitol Hill location today. Word on the street is that Mark Fuller's Maono is taking over the kitchen counter that used to be run by Monica Dumas's Sunset Fried Chicken uh, as she transitions to focus more on two other businesses, Westman's Bagels and Little Neon Taco. So to celebrate uh, the Maono Fried Chicken Sandwiches at the, at the Capitol Hill location, uh, they'll be serving up $6 fried chicken sandwiches and $6 Moscow Mule. Have you ever been to the U Village Rachel's Ginger Beer before? Yeah, that's the one that I go to the most. I used to go to the, the one in Post Alley, the Rachel's Ginger Beer there. But I have to say, in, in the recent year or two, I've been going to the U Village one more often. So the fried chicken sandwiches at Maono in U Village, are you a medium person or are you a hot person? I got to say, I'm a medium. I'm just going to be real about that. I'm totally fine with it. Like, there's no pressure on me to be a high, like, hot, hot, hot person. Yeah, I, I do enjoy occasional spicy foods. I don't want it to ruin my experience. So I do want a little bit of heat, but I don't want it to singe my eyes and start crying. And then <laughs> I start touching the chicken with my hands and I rub my eyes and all of a sudden it's like burning and I don't want any of that experience. Just give me a little bit of heat and I can taste a little bit and I can taste it in that fried chicken. That's otherwise it's a disaster. That's so sad. I just had a vision of Nelson crying, rubbing his eyes with fried chicken hands. Oh my God. Can you imagine like I'm touching the fried chicken and I'm like rubbing with my eyes and it burns and I'm try trying to get to like the water station. I'm bumping into people because it's right next to the window. And I'm just and I, it literally like my, I'm still holding onto the fried chicken in my right hand as I'm like, like drinking the water out of the faucet because I can't get to the cups. It's, it's a, it's a whole hot mess. So. It's a hot mess. But I have to say, I haven't really seen you spill anything recently. So that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We should have those like no Nelson accidents for so and so days. So many days. <laughs> 37 days without a Nelson incident. That is right. That's correct. <laughs> so let's go ahead and move on. I have one, the very popular Mi Kim and her raised donuts. Monica, you obviously know about this and a lot of people know about raised donuts. They do have, they have a brick and mortar now. November is coming, which means that the new donut flavors at raised donuts are going to be introduced. However, before you ring in the new month, they'll be open on Halloween night. And normally close on Wednesdays, as I mentioned, raised donuts will be open at 4 p.m. until they're sold out. So this will be your last chance to get the October special flavors like black sesame mochi, Vietnamese coffee, apple cider, and caramel crunch bar. In addition to that, they're going to be introducing a couple of November new flavors a day early on October 31st, mm -hmm. which is according to their Instagram post, the pumpkin fritters will be available during that mm -hmm. nighttime. For sure. Uh, the black sesame mochi is one of my favorites since back when they were just popping up. I mean, it has a really deep, nutty flavor and I just like that chewiness of the mochi and then my second favorite from this list is the Vietnamese coffee because it's got condensed milk and you know being lactose intolerant I just love condensed milk I like their Vietnamese coffee donut as well but they have mm -hmm. the mochi way 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 back in the day when they did the matcha man raised donuts collaboration mm -hmm. and, and matcha man seattle was doing a vietnamese coffee with mm -hmm. the mochi donut on the yeah. bottom and that was probably my favorite so whenever they say whenever she puts out the mochi i'm kind of excited for that mm -hmm. awesome yeah. all right let's see friday november 2nd a very very popular day katsu burger ballard is having their grand opening 
they've had a really long soft opening and that's finally coming to an end. They have some new menu items and they'll be offering a Tokyo classic slider meal for $5 in addition to other specials. So what makes this particular Ballard location different is that this katsu burger serves sushi and other items you might not have seen at other locations. The company also announced a new burger last week that's available in all their stores and it's called the Kyoto Mushroom Milk made of beef katsu, yum, grilled shiitake mm -hmm. mushrooms, tonkatsu sauce, and homemade Japanese mayo. And it's only available for a limited time, so get one soon before they stop running it. I've been to the Ballard one. You're right. They do have special item menus like the bento box. The location out in Georgetown and Factoria, they don't have those, but the one in Ballard does have a bento box, which includes a mini Ninja Deluxe slider, as well as some California rolls, and amongst other items, which is kind of unique. I go to the uh, real talk, I will go to the Ballard one just to get that bento box. But <laughs> at the other locations, I do like the Ohio Gozaimas burger, which is like, I believe a beef patty with an egg and bacon. And I also like the Tokyo Tower too. And I have done the Mount Fuji, which is literally like four oh. patties of everything. I think I did it the first time out in Georgetown. You probably can see it. It's my first post ever on my Instagram page. Oh, I remember that picture. Yeah, you know, I haven't done them. I have to say, I haven't done the Mount Fuji since it was Jesse Georgetown with the previous owner as well. It's it's a gut buster for sure. And, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm older now. I can't be eating like that anymore. I got a free pin out of it saying that I conquered the Katsu Burger. It's this little tiny dime pin, but it's still in my room somewhere. I'm looking around for it, but it was worth the whole, I can't remember, like $22 for the burger. Hey, if people are paying $18 for Dingfelder's pastrami, you can, you can afford the Mount Fuji, just to let everybody know. All right. And we have one last event coming up, Monica. What do we got? Yeah, one last event. Uh, it's going to be a Made in Washington Grand Reopening weekend starting November 2nd at 10 a.m. and it's going to run through November 4th. Now, Made in Washington is the sister company to Sea Bear Wild Salmon. And that I have to admit, that's something that I really didn't know about until a couple of weeks ago when you and I went up to Anacortes with uh, Connor Kaysen, who's also known as at Find Me in Seattle, and Justin Oba, who's known as at Obelicious PNW. Did you know that they were connected before that? I did not know that until we went up to Anacortes as well. That was new, new news to me. That was a really fun day, um, <laughs> getting to hang out with uh, a group of influencers and learning more about Sea Bear and walking through the factory and really just getting to see the freshness and the hand processing was one thing that really blew me away about how they, they produce their product. I really enjoyed seeing that whole process all the way from them taking a fresh wild salmon and filleting it to deboning, to smoking it, and then cutting it up and packaging it. I mean, we got to see the whole assembly line and, and the whole process in, in, in an hour. It was quite literally fascinating and amazing to see. Yeah, um, that guy who was cutting up that fish, it's so funny because he was actually going slower so that we could film and take pictures. Right. I, mean, I can't even imagine how fast he usually goes, but he was so skilled. I mean, it was so impressive. Um, you know, I, I grew up from a hunting and, and fishing family, and so I've been around fresh-caught fish all my life. Really, he was, you can tell, there are nice skills in that guy. 
it was such a fun trip to Anacortes. This Friday is going to be Made in Washington's flagship store grand opening. They're remodeling out in Pike Place Market, across from Pike Place Chowder, just to let you know. I got a chance to interview Mike Mundello, who is the president of Sea Bear Wild Salmon. And we talked about the Sea Bear Wild Salmon products, as well as the new Made in Washington store coming up. This grand opening, starting Friday all the way through this Sunday, all weekend long, they're doing free smokehouse tasting flights, as well as sampling products from Made in Washington. So you guys should definitely head down to the Made in Washington store out in Pike Place Market and check it out. And Mike Mondello is our interview for this week. Let's go ahead and get on to the interview. I'm with Mike Mondello, president of Sea Bear Wild Salmon, and we are here in the lovely flagship store of Made in Washington Allen Pike Place Market. Mm-hmm. They're getting ready for their grand opening celebration weekend starting on November 2nd at 10 a.m., mm-hmm. and there's going to be lots of things going on, tastings of your Sea Bear Smokehouse tasting flight, mm-hmm. as well as some beverages and samples from all across the Washington region. So That's right. Mike, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for having me. Welcome to Maine, Washington. Thank you. So let's start out. How did Sea Bear start out? Well, Sea Bear began life as specialty seafoods up in Anacortes. There was a uh, a local fisherman that came into town in the early 50s, and uh, I guess he was this inventive guy and always, you know, sort of always doing something different. And he came home one day and he told his wife that he was going to start smoking salmon, and he poured a concrete slab in their backyard over her tomato plants and built a backyard <laughs> smokehouse and that's how the company actually started. So we started smoking salmon using a family recipe, selling it to local taverns. From there it grew, you know, nice local business. But then eventually he got asked by the taverns to preserve the salmon longer. And that's how he came up with his flexible pouch concept, which is essentially a canning technology put into a flexible material. So now he created this thing, got a patent on it in the early 70s, and it allowed us to smoke salmon, put it in this pouch. The salmon holds its shape. It's fully cooked and can be shipped anywhere with no refrigeration. So yeah. that's, that's really what made the company uh, take off more as a, as a real business, not just a local guy smoking salmon. Yeah, and you're referring to the gold seal pouch. Is that yes, correct? that's right. That's right. Yeah, so there's no refrigerating, refrigeration whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And it's an entirely natural process. It's basically we take the air out and cook the salmon in its own juices under pressure. And, uh, and that preserves salmon nat- naturally for years. So two weeks ago, I got to go up to Anacortes and mm-hmm. visit you guys out mm-hmm. there. And can you walk us through some of the processes, that how you guys make those salmon? Sure. So we source our salmon from the Pacific Northwest, overwhelmingly Alaska, but we'll buy from special runs that, um, that are high quality and cool niche runs around the Northwest. And we bring it in. Everything, as I think you saw, everything's done by hand. It's yes. a hand fillet operation. A hand trimming, we season and brine by hand. It's a small batch smoking operation, so very much kind of artisan from start to finish. And uh, and then everything is packaged up there, and we do all of our shipping out. So everything's done out of that Anacortes home. Yeah, I got to check out the factory, and, and <laughs> the process was amazing. I, I thought it was so oh, much fun cool. to see, and everybody working, and it's just kind of this great big family, you guys working up there. Yeah. I think it's really good community up there. It, it's actually really cool There are that you use the word family. There's a lot of people in our company who are family members with one another, That's you know, awesome. and over the years they've been there and then they bring in their cousin and that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and it really has grown up that I way. I think that's great. It's one of the key aspects of your secret to your success. Mm-hmm. So so tell us some of the products that Sea Bear Wild Salmon sells. Like, What are you carrying, especially in the, the Made in Washington store? Sure. So smoked salmon is the center of our bullseye and we do Pacific Northwest smoked salmon is what Sea Bear grew up on and that's the what we feature 
across uh, in Maine, Washington, on our website, seabear.com, um, and in all of our retail distribution. Beyond that, we also sell, uh, uh, our customers love buying dinner fillets from us and yeah. halibut and Alaskan crab. We do some specialty items like smoked salmon ravioli and smoked salmon cakes and Dungeness crab cakes and things that are, they all celebrate Northwest seafood. Yeah. Um, but the center of the bullseye is and always will be smoked salmon. And you can also get that on, online as well. That's right. So seabear.com, uh, we ship all over the country. Only about 5% of our business is here in Washington State. Most of it's up and down the East Coast, up and down the West Coast, Chicago and uh, Texas. So we're in the fall season and coming into the winter and holiday seasons. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What kind of things do we have in store for the fall and winter? So we're getting, we are actually already selling and we're getting ready to ship in about two weeks our Thanksgiving smoked salmon, mm -hmm. where we take a loin out of the salmon and we season it with some uh, Thanksgiving-ish herbs. Yeah. <laughs> and it has this really great savor for it. So that's a, a fun one we do here in the uh, November time period. Then during the holiday season, we, you know, we focus on our core smoked salmon, but we have a holiday fillet that's a full two-pound size, so it's a real buffet showstopper kind wow. of thing. And this year, we're doing something new for the... I think we're shipping it twice during December, specific dates, so we take pre-orders and then ship. It's called Fresh from the Smoker. Uh -huh. So we'll do a special product that we take orders for. We smoke the amount we sell. We'll pull it out and cool it down and ship it that afternoon to arrive overnight the next day. So it is the freshest smoked salmon you're going to get anywhere. That does sound really yeah, fresh. It's really cool. I remember ta going up in Anacortes, we were able to test a couple of them, like the garlic the garlic herb one that you yeah, had, yeah, right and also one. the one from the Olympic Brewing Company. I oh, yeah, the beer garden. Beer garden, yep. yeah. That's right. And you, also, you guys also got to taste some lock straight off the line, some right? Some lock straight off the line. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything was so fresh and delicious. Right. And How often do you guys do research and with the recipes and kind of launch out different specials well like anybody who loves food we're doing it every day whether yeah. we're at the office or not at the office right um sometimes that work is new product development work where we're trying either new recipes of smoked salmon or, or some concepts that are further afield from that and sometimes it's just recipe development and so yeah. you could be at a restaurant and you get an idea or you could be at someone's house uh, i was talking to a friend at a uh, at a fundraiser once and she brings over, she goes, try this, it's a smoked salmon martini. And I was like, what, do you, what is that? What are you talking about? And it was uh, a martini glass filled with garlic mashed potatoes, uh -huh. chunks of Northwest smoked salmon, and then some sunflower seeds. Oh. And it was amazing. Amazing. That sounds and great. so we've promoted that idea year in, year out. It's on our cover this year in one of our mm -hmm. catalogs. Things like that. We're always looking, and then when we get an idea or we see an idea, we'll come back and play it out and optimize it at the smokehouse. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about what Maiden Washington's offering here, the smokehouse tasting flight. Sure. So Maiden Washington's a part of Seabear and has mm -hmm. been since uh, since the early 90s. And so this you're in the Pike Place Market store now, and you can see it's uh, under construction. We're, re we're completely reinventing the space to be a, a real focus on a celebration of food with smoked salmon at the heart and soul of that. Mm -hmm. So we'll be offering all the products we've always offered in Maiden Washington and, uh, and the Seabear products at the store. But we're going to be bringing, as you mentioned, the smokehouse tasting flight down. Mm -hmm. It's really unique. It's an opportunity, just like a wine tasting flight, right. to try a range of items, five items, and we give a description of each of the five, what to look for as mm -hmm. you taste them, that give you an experience of the smokehouse. So there's a locks. There's a Pacific Northwest style, so you can compare the two, di the, mm -hmm. the two different types of smoked salmon and, and what makes them different from one another. Then there's a smoked scallop, which you got the taste. It's I love that smoked little, scallop. Little, little it's bit so of sea good. candy, yep. Yes. Fabulous. And then uh, smoked halibut mousse, so you can see how we do what we do with uh, halibut, and then make it into a recipe item. And then finally, our smoked smokehouse slider, 
which takes uh, sea bear smoked salmon and pairs it with Mama Lil's peppers mm -hmm. and a Walla Walla sweet onion mustard on an essential baking bun for this really unique, iconic yeah. flavor of the Northwest. And it's only $5 for the tasting flavor. Well, it's actually, yeah, it's a it's a $5 sampling fee. $5 right? we, sampling we want, fee. We want people to just uh, to sample. We know that uh, they'll fall in love with one or more of the yeah. items. And, and that's going to be uh, launched here at the Pike Place Market Store. It's the first ever in Seattle. We think it might be the first ever anywhere, yeah. and it's a really cool experience. I'm in love with that moose. The oh, the halibut the, moose. The halibut moose. Yeah. It's so good. I love just general salmon mooses and yeah, yeah. type fish mooses in general. And when I hit when I had that halibut moose, I was like, oh my goodness. Well, it's, it's a nice so light good. flavor, right? Yeah. And uh, but the smokiness comes through. It's really yeah. It's one of our favorites too. Yeah. So I have one more question. Okay. We always like to ask our interviewers, mm -hmm. what's good to eat in Seattle? What do you? What restaurants would you recommend to listeners out here? I'll give you two if I can. Sounds good. Okay. My wife and I are huge Sounders fans, so we're always going down to Pioneer Square, right? And we always bounce around to the places that, you know, you could guess. But then we discovered McCoy's Firehouse. Have you ever been to McCoy's Firehouse? No, I have not. So it's a great little pub down on uh, Washington and 2nd. And the reason I bring it up in answer, in answer to your question is they have a uh, bacon peanut butter burger. Oh, man. It's... And if that sounds disgusting <laughs> to you, I promise you, no. give it a it's try. It's like the Elvis Presley burger. It's so good. <laughs> the butter, the peanut butter melts over the the, the meat, and then the bacon. It's fantastic. Oh, so delicious. it is the go-to pregame meal. Okay, McCoy's now, Firehouse. So that's the meal. Now for dessert, I just had a bunch of friends in from the East Coast, and we went to Bainbridge Island for dinner. And we came back, and it was kind of you know I don't know eleven o'clock or something, and everybody wanted to grab some dessert. So we walked up towards Pike Place Market, and of course you know lots of places are closed at that, but Radiator Whiskey yeah. is open, and while they're known for their whiskey, and I've been there a few times and enjoyed a few there, they have three items on the menu for dessert. Two of them are, one of them is a pecan pie with a maple ice cream, and then oh. another one is these two fresh-baked chocolate chip cookies with a side of a shot of bourbon. Get that, get those two. The cookies, put them in a uh, put them in a napkin, bring them home. They're fabulous. Oh, yes. But take the shot of bourbon and pour it over the pecan oh. pie and the ice cream. Yes. And I'll tell you, it's the best dessert I've had. <laughs> In decades, I'm gonna it's have been, to go. I'm gonna have to try out radio whiskey yeah. and try that out. Yeah, so, so once again, where can we find you on social media? And so, just uh, Sea Bear Wild Salmon on uh, Facebook and Instagram, and uh, you know hashtag Sea Bear Smokehouse, and then uh, SeaBear.com and MainWashington.com. Yeah, and you can get all your products online as well. Absolutely, perfect. Made in Washington store grand opening is open to the public Friday, November second at mm -hmm. ten a.m. Mm -hmm. and they're going to have celebration specials throughout the weekend. So mm -hmm. check it out. We'll actually be doing free smokehouse tasting flights. Free smokehouse tasting flights for that weekend. Yep. Fantastic. Sure. Check it out, Mike. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. That was our interview with Mike Mandelo of Sea Bear Wild Salmon and Made in Washington. Yeah, you know, Mike is such a nice guy. I mean, I really appreciated the opportunity to meet him. And he's just so free with his time and really patient and really knowledgeable about every part of the business line, which is awesome and great to see in a president CEO. Um, in addition to all the things that we've talked about so far, um, at the grand reopening starting on Friday, November 2nd at 10 a.m. and running through November 4th, there's going to be samples of local food products, special offers, and photo ops with Sammy the Salmon. So if you look at our Instagram pages, you'll see that we took pictures with Salmon and we're uh, wearing yellow raincoats. I think mine was the only hood that was up. Um, <laughs> but you can get your picture uh, with Sammy as well. And so the address is 
1530 Post Alley. And again, all weekend long. And this is the first significant renovation of the store in 35 years. If you're a big Deadliest Catch or Perfect Storm fan, you can dress up in those yellow rain slickers and hold a giant, giant sockeye salmon. I think it's sockeye salmon, but it's a giant salmon in front of a backdrop. And it's a lot of fun for people and kids. You should go check it out. I think the only thing that's missing from that shot is like the splash of the waves and the wind. So maybe we'll get fan there and like I'll throw a bucket of water at you next time, Nelson. <laughs> uh, that's some good feedback. I'll let them know about that. Like throw <laughs> water at me. Sounds great. Sounds great. Um, Nelson, where can people find us on social media? You can find us on Instagram at the Seattle Foodie Podcast. And there's also a Facebook page that's the same name, Seattle Foodie Podcast. And on Twitter, it's the Seattle Food Pod. All right. That's our show for today. Thanks so much for listening, folks. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and also review us. See you next week. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy eating, Seattle. Seattle.